no matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. are back for another tremendous episode it's the richard hamilton episode episode 32 <laughs> stereo bros podcast it's your boy pnl patagonia and lattes hat shep suit ladies and gentlemen it's jazzy and we here at black room studios with the boy it's weird actually no which is your name <laughs> Weird music, weird music, my fault. Weird music. <laughs> I was like, it's weird, what's weird? No, no. <laughs> it's a dot juice in me. Pardon yeah. me, pardon me. Black Room Studios for the win. Yeah, we out here, Black Room Studios, man, for all your, your engineering and recording needs and all that, man. Word. But uh, it's another summer in the best borough, the only borough that matters. I mean. Brooklyn. That's a fact. Um, You know, we've added this podcast to every platform y'all requested. So we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. So hit that, hit mm. that, that subscribe button, mm-hmm. hit the listen button. Mm-hmm. Hit the share button too. Share, share the podcast well. with your friends. And this podcast can be played in every borough. I mean, we from Brooklyn, but if you in Harlem, and you know you got bunk beds in the living room with mad sneakers, oh, that's what Harlem wow. does. Still play the podcast. <laughs> if you in the Bronx and you still wearing them basketball boots and all that, still play the podcast. <laughs> Pele Pele's. No, you can't have no Pele Pele on right now. They in still got listen in the Bronx. They do some things up there. Stop man. that. In Queens, if you guys are still wearing, you know, velvet red uptowns Vol- or mid <laughs> three quarter uptowns and all that, Air Force Ones. And so listen. Oh my God. <laughs> we got love for everybody. Shout out to all my Queens guys, my Harlem guys and girls, my BX cats. I don't want y'all to. Beat me up or text me some 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 slick talk. You know this is all friendly banter. <laughs> Shout out to Staten Island too. We got love everywhere, but definitely for the black know, side of, of Staten Island. Oh, now this. Shout out to everybody <laughs> in Staten Island that rock Park with Hill. us. I watched the Wu Tang documentary. Oh yeah, oh, that's good. It's, too. Good. it's mad good. We got mad love for everybody in Staten Island except for Dan Donovan. You know, rip 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 Eric Gardner and his daughter. Word. Um, but sorry, my microphone started to fall. And the engineer did nothing to, to help me. <laughs> he, did, he did nothing. He did nothing. Hope we get a discount on that he one. Is getting your, he's getting your life together right now. But uh, going to go into our new favorite segment. Yeah. Things we miss about Brooklyn. Debashment. Yes. The backyard. Hello. Ting. To ting Hello. ting. There you go. <laughs> With the finest Barris Hemming. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Capleton. Capleton are playing. Slew them up in your feet. And then I carry. Hey. Young ladies wearing Bati Riders. That was always good as well. Red cups. Red cups. A hint of marijuana in the air. In the air. you need that. It's good for the environment. It is. Especially in Flatbush. You could always smell that stuff in the You know... You know, I didn't think it was going to be this quick that he was going to try the Flatbush slander. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You're right in that every Flatbush backyard bashment 
That is the aroma. To be honest, I don't think I went to backyard bashments that were not in Crown Heights, Flatbush, or Canarsie. Period. I don't like. I, I don't. Period. That's where, that's where it gets. That's where yeah. it gets my grinning at. As a testament to your strength that you survived Flatbush parties <laughs> this long. <laughs> Canarsie ain't gonna front. They had the, the best ones. Well, they got the yards. Yeah, actually. they have the actual yeah, yard yard They got the driveway for it. It was so many gorgeous daughters there. I'm just like, damn. <laughs> like, growing up, me and my boys used to joke that certain neighborhoods just had, like, prettier girls. Yeah. Canarsie used to always be at the top of the list. They call themselves the Flossie, you know. Really? Yeah, I didn't know. I learned that, like, maybe a year ago. That this whole time, Canarsie was calling themselves Flossy. the Flossie. Yeah. Interesting. Because well, apparently people are... Attractive there. I don't know. I ain't gonna front. It, it was some bad joints. Yeah. Shout out to all the girls who went to their zone schools too, because it was mad cute <laughs> girls going to their zone schools on, on like half days. Most of chicks had like two classes. Most chicks that went to their zone schools that I met in my lifetime on AOL was mad pretty. AOL. Um, heard you. And then the girls I was going a little further, it was still cute, but I think the chicks that went further away for school, in my <laughs> mind, were less attractive sometimes. <laughs> so shout out to all the zone school girls at Canarsie, Flatbush. Oh uh, East Flatbush, oh Mill Basin. Shout out to the Brownsville girls because I definitely dated Brownsville, East New York girls a lot. Mm-hmm. And people used to be like, what are you doing out there? But it was hidden gems. You had to find the one that stayed in the house. <laughs> <laughs> but what I like best about backyard parties is that like they always went to like four or five in the, in the morning. morning. Yeah. Like, you could be out. You could go to one, two, yep. leave, come back. Yep. And yep. still be going. Yep. Leave a friend there be like, text me if it's still Exactly. And the and the uh, the let out to these barbecues mm-hmm. that was that was prime get your mm-hmm. summertime situations together, you know what I mean? Like it's that's the bus of bus of slow wine, like the best mm-hmm. place to do that. A little backyard bashment. That's where you see everybody's auntie and uncle. They drinking just like you drinking. Mm-hmm. It's just like a great environment, and those don't happen so much because white people keep calling the, the cops on us. <laughs> <For real? laughs> Why people keep weaponizing nine one one, and that's why and three one one people are losing. Even bars can't stay open oh, till thank two God. three o'clock. Oh, Babel got saved. Yes, are they saved it? Yeah, they saved it. Nice, because community rip, rip voodoo. Yeah, um, that was a good one. Every other bar too. They tried to get Afropunk a few years ago. I'm like, how you move to the neighborhood and try to shut down a whole ass Afropunk? Anyway, Terrible. but the backyard bashments. I miss them. They That's were good. I, I mean, the ones I went to in my later years, because I wasn't much of a partier. Like, I wasn't trying to sit there and be around sweaty people all night. Mm-hmm. But I could play the wall and just catch the chicks that I was playing the wall, too. So mm-hmm. that worked. Um, but I did like the fact that if you went to one where you knew, like, the parents or like, the people who was throwing it, you would just go downstairs and get, like, the, the, the extra penny. The extra penny, food. Because right? the <laughs> there was always, like, extra trays. Yes. Like, okay, go downstairs. Only you go downstairs. Yep. <laughs> In the microwave or in the oven yep. is an extra tray of oxtail, yep. extra tray of mac and cheese yep. or whatever. Yep. Um, but it was just like a good time and rarely did anything happen. I think the only time I've ever been to a party where there was like a fight or a shootout uh, was in Flatbush. But I didn't bring it up for that reason. I bring it up because <laughs> I think the most fun I ever had at a backyard party was actually in Flatbush mm-hmm. on Juve night a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Grenadians, shout out to them. Greens! Um, had a party that I went and it was drinking Mad Rivers and Ginger Ale and <laughs> Mad Guinness and Manish Water and all that. Mm-hmm. Manish what? Um, what P&L know about some Manish Water? <laughs> I mean, I'm out here. I'm, I'm, I'm cultured, man. He's, I know, whole, he's a whole Caribbean now. I know what all y'all do. I know what all y'all people do on your respective <laughs> islands and I can just talk to talk around certain ones. So, like, y'all want to jab, jab more. 
Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Because mm-hmm. I know if I go to a Grenadian party, I'm not coming home sober or hungry. Right. True. And it's always a good time. Right. I know if I go to a Haitian party, I'm not coming home. Hold on, hold on. Let me get this, Let me get this right. Let me get this right. <laughs> Man, like we're looking at him like... What? I had to think back to the last one I went to. Okay. So, I'm going to get mad food. Mm-hmm. Um... I can't drink the bobbin cool like I used to be able to. Yeah, no. So I stick more to like a couple of beers, mm-hmm. but I know that it's going to be a good time. I may be a little bit scared because mm-hmm. the talk arguing. The talk arguing. Is a bit much. Especially. <laughs> talk arguing? What do you think? They just sound like they sound like If Domino's is out and, and they, they playing Domino's, yeah. you think it's about to be a shootout, but it's just, Sun just won the game. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like the, they slam the table and Come on, man. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Get to the door. Get to the door. Get to the door. I can't. I cannot. But I cannot. nah, listen. That's another thing about backyard parties. You always got to know your exit. It's true. You be like, all right, there's only one gate. Yep. You get out the yard. Yep. So yep. we're also, just going to no maneuver stone it. here. No stone no it. Stone it. Mm-hmm. If, if it's open to any and everybody, that's not good. Because what you're going to have, especially when we were younger, was kids in packs just walking around period looking yeah. for something looking to do something, yeah. yep. and those are the ones that would like those are the parties that would wind up getting shot up yep. because it's just like yep. if it's grown folks like in their 20s and better mm-hmm. trying to have a good time it's cool it's always like some random kid that's like 18, 19 trying to prove something yeah, yeah. and someone smudges his uh, Air Force Ones and here he goes right someone <laughs> smudges his creased Air Force One right <laughs> he got saggy sneakers <laughs> Now you got gonna, baggy sneakers. We did you a favor by smudging your shit. <laughs> and now you're going to fight. And the thing, too, is that... Now, now you vex. Everybody is dubbing and duddy whining. Right. And you just standing in mad. I ain't going to front it happened to me before. Yeah. My shit wasn't smudged. I mean, uh, wasn't creased. But I was at Juve in my school clothes. And people bumped me through paint on me, Grenadians. Oh. And <laughs> I was livid. Yeah. But my man, shout out to my Dunstone, was like, yo, like... They all told me do not wear nothing fly, but I'm like, nah, I'm trying to get trying to get chicks. It's like, yo, we're gonna be in the mix. I had never actually been running around like that. Yeah. So you're just throwing paint and oil you and were powder. Upset. You were upset. I was livid. <laughs> that was the new school, because that's the beginning of the school it was like, year. Yeah, it was like it was like my blueberry muffin tins. Damn. I mean, luckily I was able to clean yeah. 95% of the joint off. Yeah. But um I got bumped and then I'm getting mad and, and the chick just starts like dubbing on me with mad paint on her. So I was just like, oh, okay. Should you I be with a, it? What do I do? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but speaking of kids and packs wilding, <sighs> um, and speaking of people coming to to Flatbush and taking stuff over, yeah, I think when they see us, <clears throat> they see you know packs of kids wilding bars. <laughs> they do bars. And uh, Netflix, Ava. Shout out to the to the homie Ava DuVernay because she really she she's a hero on this one. For me, she personally. really personifies hero not wearing a cape mm-hmm. because if you haven't seen it, the uh, when they see us miniseries depicts the events around the incarceration of the Central Park Five, mm-hmm. five young men who were wrongfully accused of rape, sodomy, Ugh. gang assault, riot, and they did anywhere from seven five and a half mm-hmm. to. 13 four, years. 14, 13, 14, 14, yeah. 14 years. I think mm-hmm. he did like 13 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ray Santana came home first and Corey Wise came home last. And Corey Wise wound up... So in 
in New York at the time, if you were 16, you can go to adult prison. Yeah. And adult prison means you got dudes in there deadlifting 800 pounds. Yeah. That's life. They killed. They killed eight people. Killed eight life. You know, big as hell. Like, yeah. And you were scrawny, sixteen year old. Like a sixteen, your body is not developed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um. That shit was unfortunate. Um. It's it's even hard to like talk about it because it was so jarring for some of us. I don't know how many of you guys, but like some of us that you know have to have friends and family that you know, have been through the system, some that the system has tried to take from you. You know what I mean? Like, immediately I thought of, like, some of, like, my family who's done, you know, done some time or, you know, um, specifically about my younger cousin when they tried to lock him up at 16. They had no evidence, Mm -hmm. no witnesses, no nothing. They just put him in a lineup. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And somebody was like, it was him. And they tried to give him like three years, which was like ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, thankfully, you know, it didn't happen and go down that way. Everything got dismissed, which is more evidence that they didn't have a case to begin with because you don't go from, Mm -hmm. you know. But to see these, um, this story of these kids who were, I mean, they were starved you know what I'm saying? Like beaten. forced confessions. They were beaten. They like they were isolated from their families. And Corey Wise's story in particular, him just going down to the precinct to support his friend yeah. and ending up being the only mm-hmm. one in adult prison. You know, mother didn't have any money to come see him or put on his commissary, which you know put him in certain situations. I mean, it was just it was it's not what you want for your enemy. You know what I'm saying? Like it was trash. And the most upsetting, obviously, is that you have these women, these <laughs> these white women, who could not stand being embarrassed for picking up the wrong people mm-hmm. and created a false case and act- and prosecuted it still. Right. And then and while then these, the politics behind it, right. forcing, making them, like, I don't want to look stupid in right, the public eye. in the public eye. And you, these kids paid for it with their life. You know what I'm saying? Like, even uh, Santana, who caught a drug charge after that yeah so he came home first and yeah. people were looking at him like a rapist and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and he couldn't get a job right and he wound up becoming a drug dealer and catching three years behind that so yeah. his his uh, charges around the, the rape and assault of that jogger were vacated but not the drug charge right mm-hmm. but he still got a drug charge right. now mm-hmm. so which is fucked up and it just I mean it highlighted it did a really good job at highlighting how how complicit all these different departments in this whole legal system mm-hmm. or the criminal mm-hmm. justice system, mm-hmm. you know, operate. And it, it just really was, really was sad to see. Because you almost feel like you don't stand a chance. Like, there is no, there is no due process. You had no physical right. evidence. You had no witness. None of that. The kids were placing the, the crime at a different part of the park, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, because you wanted it to be them, you made it right. so that I, it was and them. I, and I would compare it to like a lynch mob yeah. back in the day. Like yeah. you have all these people that are ready. The, the sheriff is just handing them over yep. to to the public to yeah. do what they want. And I mean, first of all, the prosecutor here, they got involved very early mm-hmm. in the process with in in terms of investigating and 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 telling the detectives how to work the case so that they could try to make something out and yeah. who to get and just just the fact that that was orchestrated in that manner with these young children is 
I don't even know the word more than despicable. Yeah. Like, it, there's just no words for it. It's disturbing. And, you know, the, the newspapers and how they vilified them in the eyes of the public. So they were unable to get a fair trial because once they showed, you know, the lack of evidence against them, the, the DNA didn't match, the timing of it, mm-hmm. you know, like, these are things that you would think a jury would mm-hmm. be like, okay, it, not it, we're it done fit, here. Yeah. And to just even see the 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 sheer size of these kids, yeah. like is it's 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 sickening. It's you know, I I have a lot to say about that. Yeah. It's just it's really sickening. Yeah. But I, it's interesting to see people's reactions to the documentary. I see a lot of people that are like, you know, shout out to Ava, but I'm tired of seeing these documentaries about um, us suffering. We already know we suffer. I shouldn't have to go through trauma of watching this. Mm-hmm. And I understand that perspective, but at the same time, you owe it to these young men to see it because for so many years they have been vilified in the media and like she's saying when you see us like you need to see who they personally were were. yes and I feel like the film does such a good job Mm -hmm. of showing the relationships that were changed during the course of of this you know like they say like when when someone's incarcerated you incarcerate their whole Mm -hmm. family family. and so to see the toll that it took on the person personal relationships between each of these children and their families and what they mm-hmm. missed out on and how it kept those families in prison that is just as important mm-hmm. as you know what the police had to say about what they were doing in the mm-hmm. park 30 years ago or whatever so exactly. you know I get it that people were like you know it's traumatizing I tried to watch it while I was on vacation I was like wait can't do it yeah I'll wait till I come yeah. home yeah. and get in the right mental space. Yep. And I think it's more than okay to do that. You know, sometimes we're ready to receive certain things and sometimes we're not. We're not. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But to just say that, oh, I'm not watching that because, you know, all they do is show us slave films and all they do is show us, you know, us in bad situations. Unfortunately... These are our stories. Right. You know? Right. We wish we... And we have better stories. We have... We have blackish. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But these are stories that deserve to be heard and they deserve to have their story told. Mm-hmm. Um, In terms of like... You know, like I've... As an attorney, I've seen certain aspects of the criminal justice system dead on. Mm-hmm. And I mean... Even just like back in the day in the 80s, these were the tactics that were used, not just in Manhattan, Luke's Brooklyn. You know, there's the 7 5. You mm-hmm. can take a look at um, those, um, that documentary, I think it's on Showtime. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, there were like, you know, these detectives that were lauded and because they were closing cases right. and doing all these things and these are the tactics that yeah. they used to close these cases yeah. and no one questioned it no one cared because guess what my case is closed I got another conviction as a DA I'm doing well my conviction rate is up yep. and so I love working with this detective yeah. because they're making me a superstar yeah. you know what I mean who cares about the little black kid yeah. that's going He's to jail bad neighborhoods yeah. anyway and yes <laughs> right look at the look at the people around around here like yes. they're not about much yeah, no I it's, learned, it's true yes like I learned from a friend last night that in the in the uh, in the 80s when they were looking for like suspects they would offer kids in the hood $20 to stand in the lineup 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. kids would make that a side hustle. Like, mm-hmm. I'll get $20 from the cops mm-hmm. just to stand in the lineup. But they don't realize that if somebody picks them out in the lineup, they're going to jail. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, how dare these cops put mm-hmm. these kids in this position that you are offering $20 mm-hmm. in I, exchange for possibly this kid's life? Freedom. Mm-hmm. Or even like the with the criminal informants, like mm-hmm. they just pick up any crackhead. Why <laughs> sure? They say, "Oh, did you see so and so go where?" Yeah, man. Like, yeah, Mix. Come on, man. Right. Come on, man. Like, and and those and those were their reliable sources. sources. I can't. You know, yeah. and that's even, a little that's a little criminal law for you. No, but you know, it's, <laughs> like it's 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 crazy because you know kids were, were being picked up, and you, you talk about school to prison pipeline. They were going to. Spofford, which is which was it's closed now, but it was worse. It was deemed one of the worst places a kid could be. You had kids in there, you know, preparing for Rikers Island. So mm-hmm. they were in there, like adolescents. They say are the worst are the worst people to be in prison because hormones mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, everything else going about them, behavioral issues, all that kind of stuff. And a lot of these kids were were crack babies. Mm-hmm. So then they graduate to Rikers Island, and now they they cut and stabbing. And emulating things that they're told they're supposed to do. So then they're from Rikers Island, they graduate to prison. So now you've had a full pipeline. Maybe the kid, back in the day, people was actually getting, you know, degrees in prison. And GEDs in prison. I don't know if they still do that in Rikers. I don't think that's really happening but, these days. But. Um, the fact that you, there's people in Brooklyn, in the state right now, in, in any five borough, or any other five borough, excuse me, that if you ask them... They went from Spofford to Rikers Island to the feds or up north and did 15, 20 years, yeah. maybe in, in you know five or seven year chunks of their life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes these guys were innocent, but other times it was like, okay, this person may have been on Rikers Island for a trespassing or like a, 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 a fair evasion charge. Mm-hmm. And then get there, someone tries to extort them, mm-hmm. they get into a knife fight, now this person got to do eight years for assault. So, yep. Right? And then... There's so many spillover effects that come from these bad policing, over-policing policies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the thing people got to realize, too, is that in most urban cities, most of the cops do not look like you and are not from your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So they have no connection to you. At all. Most small towns have a local police force that probably grew up in the neighborhood and wants to keep the neighborhood safe. Mm-hmm. But they know who's who. Mm-hmm. So they know who the bad kids are and know the bad families and they know the good families. Mm-hmm. When I lived in the burbs... And I would get pulled over. I told the story before, but I lived in the Jersey Burbs for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I got to know who was who, like cop-wise. So it was like they knew my car. So if I'm coming home at 3 in the morning and they see my car, it's a wave, mm-hmm. right? I had tents all out of my car. Mm-hmm. Now, if they did not know who I was, I would have got pulled over every single time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And more so, these same cops could go to the diner and have a meal for free or go to the barbershop and mm-hmm. laugh and joke. It was a very different type of setup. Yeah, you ain't welcome over here, Joe. Right? Right. <laughs> now, a lot of our cops aren't from here. They come from cop families. And, In Long Island. Or Rockland County somewhere. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the young cops now, their families were the loose scar sellers of the day. Exactly. So they're still Legacies putting... They're of, putting in their head... Mm-hmm. Okay, you're gonna be in Crown Heights. Let me tell you, in Albany and St. Mark's back in '87, this guy <laughs> Jamal was one of those five percenters, right. and blah 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 blah. He said Jamal. Right. So you know that's that's Jamal's grandson. So they're the same person. Mm-hmm. Jamal's grandson may be a Rhodes Scholar, and I don't really like saying Rhodes Scholar because Cecil Rhodes was a bozo mm-hmm. back in the day. Story for another time, but. 
people need to really understand and pare back the layers of difficulty of like it's it's fucked up on on so many levels. So many. And the police force itself, there's good guys, there's bad guys. I don't feel like I I gotta keep saying that there's good cops, bad cops. But what I will say is we shouldn't have bad apples in the police yeah. because they have too much power yep. over over our futures. Or like, they should be weeded out once it's determined that right. they, they've done Pantaleo, atrocities. Like, yeah. Pantaleo still shouldn't have a job. There's no reason why somebody with an associate's degree at most should be able to determine the future of a well-educated brown kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just based over the fact that they couldn't get a job doing anything else, so now they're a cop. <laughs> like, it, it, oh, it baffles Shout me. out to all the good police officers. Now, listen, I know. listen. It's, it's I got, sad that they get lumped in together because I do. But we're not told. But hold on. I know. To we're be not clear, talking we're not talking about, about the good. Them. Listen, shout out to. Listen, shout out to all the good cops that we know. Mm-hmm. All I know my, a few. listen. I know a few all my, really good all cops. my people's from college, from, yeah. from the hood. Yeah. That, that are good cops, that are good correction officers, that are good state troopers, Word. that are good. DAs that yeah. are good judges. We're not talking. We about ain't that. talking to you. We're not talking. <laughs> we ain't talking to you. All we saying is that there's so many people that don't understand, especially like the trolls on um like Blue Lives Matter and these accounts that will say, oh, listen to it. Like no, like as a as a human being, you have a right to your civil rights mm-hmm. and freedom from persecution and mm-hmm. having people touching you and mm-hmm. grabbing you all up to prove a point. Right. And until we get serious about making the NYPD one of the other city agencies that mandate residency in the five boroughs and stop treating them as if they are like some type of um, special agency that doesn't have to deal with all the same rules that the other city branches do, they're going to keep getting away with this. Mm -hmm. So you need to stop with all these cop families and actually try to get more rigorous hiring standards for the NYPD as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What stuck stuck out to me most was all of the trauma in the in the series like every single episode she did a really good job at showing us how this affected addiction you know what I mean? Because I forget whose parent it was. The father just couldn't be around because oh. it was too hard. Well, he and he nah, also he was felt bozo. like he felt like he yeah. was his fault. You talking about Antron's Yeah, Antron's But and like and like for what? I, but my thing is, is like. It's easy to call him a bozo, right? But she did such a good job at showing the whole picture yeah, of how right. the cops had put him under duress, essentially. Kind of making it seem like we're gonna lock you up too. Like you know, like we know that you don't have a clean past either. And it's it, you know, coming from a heavily immigrant community, uh, I just people just comply with the co- cops mm-hmm. they don't want any problems, problems right? yeah. especially if their background ain't exactly clean. You know what I'm saying? Yes, the thing is like my family background is uh. It's not, it's, not, it's, it's not criminal, but right. um, I've been educated on the law. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, like I know, like, I had family when I was young. Oh, you know, so-and-so's not around. Well, where is he? Right. You know, because he has, you know, the best snacks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he's not around. And it turns out, you know, I had family that was, you know, doing time. Mm. And, you know, as, as grown men, we spoke, and it's like one dude was like, you know, part of the reason why his sentence wasn't as long as it could have been was because the judge that presided over his case passed away. Oh, wow. And the judge told him, "Is like, you're going to max out. I'm going to make sure you max out. Right? <laughs> and That is so ridiculous. This is why we need to be represented in on the uh Go judicial... to jury duty, man. Yeah. Go, Go to, to jury oh, duty. Oh, yeah. oh, don't get me started. Yeah. Jury duty. This is like, okay, you know, in my past life, 
<laughs> literally, it will be the people that literally have had cases and are eligible. So you have no record. You're still here. They put you in the box to be asked questions. And they're like raising their hands like, can I approach during jury duty? Because you go off to the yeah. side and you speak with the judge. And they're like, you know, when I was 15, I was wrongfully accused of murder. And, you know, I spent some time in juvenile hall. And this process is so... Um, draining. It, it draining to yeah. me that I can't be. No, you, you need to be, need to be, be on there. this jury. Yeah. Yeah. You are the person. Because guess what? The person whose whole family is a cop, yeah, and they done did all the put all yeah. these bad people away. When we're asking them if they're biased, they're like, "No, I can be fair. I can. I, yeah. I, I won't be. I won't be biased at all." They, they and, become the foreman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like it's like no, we need you that have been through. I don't not necessarily the system, but have have people that have been railroaded right. by the justice system or whatever. You are the people that need. You're the peers. You know, yeah. judged by a, a group of your, your peers. peers yeah. It's never their peers. Yeah, never, <laughs> never their peers, never, never. But like it's like the whole. There's a scene where um, you know Corey gets handed his sentence and he lunges at the prosecutor. He's just like, "You're lying on me." Like I don't, you know. And it was really triggering. Like I said, I think Ava DuVernay did a really good job at like showing how this one thing impacted everybody and how this trauma kind of spread, right? Mm -hmm. And like us watching it, it's so visceral. A lot of us having very visceral reactions. It's important for us to make sure that we're okay. Like you were saying earlier, Jazzy, like if you feel like you can't push forward with watching it, then don't watch it, right? Um, if you feel like you need to take breaks after the first 20 minutes, I needed to take a break. It was like I... I don't know how I'm going to make this work. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. episodes weren't even that long. Mm -hmm. I needed like a day and a half mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to get to through, the, back to get through mm -hmm. it because I had to stop. So like, I just think that the um, she did a really good job at showing the spillover from it. And it, it helped me understand why some people, why that father had to leave. Mm -hmm. You know, how he ended up He's in drinking. Oh, even though even though <laughs> like, I do feel on some, in some Listen, lenses that he yo, was a bozo. In real life, Antron said he never forgave his pops. Yeah. And his mom's passed two months before this shit premiered. Wow. Aww. You know what I mean? Like, wow, I granted, I mean, maybe for me, like, growing up, I played baseball, right? Yeah. And Antron played baseball. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't wrong for accused of. Right. Or nothing like that. Yeah. But it's more like... Um, you can understand his background. I had a very contentious relationship with my pops. Yeah. At times. It's gotten better now. Yeah. But it's just like, I think as a man, and now that I have kids, mm -hmm. like, I watched it with my son. Granted, he, 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 he did not know what was going he on. He slept through the whole thing. Because <laughs> he got a son now, right? Yeah, I do. I yes, do. son. I do. But nah, it's, for me, it's just more like having seen so much from the NYPD, mm -hmm. from state troopers, mm -hmm. from Jersey state troopers and all that, and being a good, wholesome guy. Yeah. I'm just like, yo, y'all know who doing what. Yep. Like... Right. Well, I honestly think they just want to see everybody with a record, to be honest. And they don't yeah. care that because it's just like, so what? Yeah. Like, so what? Yeah. And, you know, what's interesting, so Antron, when he came back, couldn't really talk to his pops or whatever, right? And you, like you said, he hated his. He didn't really have a relationship with his dad still. And it brings me to the point of, like, men's mental health. Because he had a very real reason to not really want to mess with his dad. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, like... Where even his disposition, just working out and trying to focus so he didn't engage his father and have a blow up, was 
was a good move, right? Mm-hmm. But like us on the other end would be like, if we were receiving that behavior, you'd be like, oh, he's just some angry ex ex right. felon or whatever. And I think she just did such a good job at putting a human spin on every single element here. Even those whack white bitches who <laughs> caused all this shit. I can understand you trying to be upwardly mobile in your industry and being like, shit, this is a huge fuck up and I could lose everything I worked for for it. This is not in any way a pass because them bitches deserve jail time right now. Mm-hmm. But at the well, same they lose, time, they like, losing everything. Yeah, they need they surely. and they sh- they deserve to lose it all. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it just it for for every black male in particular involved with this story, it just looks so much hu- much. They look so vulnerable. It was like, how can you keep them safe? Mm-hmm, you know, there's mm-hmm. a there's a this monologue. I'm a, I think it's the character that played Santana in the in the movie that was talking about. You know, when they talk about boys will be boys, they're not talking about not us. us, right? Mm-hmm, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And like, I have a, I have godsons, no children of my own yet. But like, I worry about my godson. Mm-hmm, That's a mm-hmm. brilliant kid. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But he's chocolatey. Mm-hmm. And he's his energy, and if he's out being a boy, mm-hmm. like he mm-hmm. should be, I have to worry that something's gonna happen to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that shit is trash. And I know that, you know, if we're talking about his mental health as a young kid coming up, he knows all these stories mm-hmm. of people getting mm-hmm. killed by the cops for no reason. So like. You know, if he gives me behavior where it's like, you know, like none of this matters or mm-hmm. I'm getting killed anywhere, it doesn't matter if, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. You can't even call it, you now, knowing what we know now, seeing this movie, using it as an example, you can't even say things like, oh, I don't know where this shit is coming from. It's fear. It's fear. Yeah. And we've got to be able to support these young boys and mm-hmm. these men with some of these very real threats against them. I mean, to be honest, it's PTSD without it having to gone through the it event is. yourself. It's kind of like um, associ- associated or yeah, like it's vicarious trauma. Yeah. Vicarious trauma. And it's a, vicarious trauma is a real thing. That's why people it burn is. out of work, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in mental health organizations you hearing about people mm-hmm, wanting to kill mm-hmm, themselves mm-hmm. all day suddenly you want to kill yourself and you know part of what it is too is that our previous generations are passing down trauma mm-hmm. and survival mechanisms and they're beating their kids into submission yep and then their kids can't go in the world and kind of like flourish and function properly and you know, speaking of mental health um i didn't realize how much mental health not issues but how much mental health did I should at least, or like how much I should be at least thinking about my, my mental health until I got married and started having kids and stuff like that and started to like say things that to me was normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what happened? Oh, so-and-so did so-and-so. So what'd you do? Oh, I did so-and-so. And people looking at me like... Yeah. <laughs> like, nigga, that's not normal. What the fuck, fuck is wrong with you? What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? That's not a normal response. <laughs> you, you got too much avocado on your toast. Like, what you doing? <laughs> You can never, for the for, for the record, you, you can, can never you can. put more Especially too much avocado. <laughs> with the chives and all that. Exactly. Yeah, you, it's not, yeah, it's but, never too much. But the thing is, once you start to get out of toxic environments and yes. you're around people who have a bit more grounded yes. uh, mentalities, but even more control of the emotions and mm-hmm. just a more open communication platform, yep. you start to realize that certain things are dysfunctional. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so many of our families are predicated on shit like, well... That's your cousin, or that's your brother, or that's mm-hmm. your father. Yeah, right. So, so you, you got to deal with yeah. them, which yeah. is right. bullshit. Because that's bull. That's you're forcing, bullshit. You're forcing somebody to deal with situations that are going to hurt Heart, them, hurt them, and then they're gonna mm-hmm. go out into the world and have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. It's it's terrible. It's and terrible. you know, even dealing with the with the cops, I don't go on, on IG anymore, and I don't watch any more YouTube videos yeah. of like cop interactions. Yeah, mm-hmm. me neither. Mm-hmm. Because every time you pull it up, it's like well, one with IG, it's like 
they'll start to send that stuff to you more. Like yeah. the more you click on it, the more of it you yeah. get. You get right. But the last one I, I I clicked on was a dude in a car in Arkansas in a parking lot. Got he got stopped for for loitering, and a cop goes in with his gun out and is like, "Are you making a move or something like that?" And was trying. It's like, "Yo, look, my, my hands are here. Like I'm complying. Like right. you just want to shoot me. Like I'm complying. <laughs> you just want to shoot. Me. And like, shit is crazy. So the cop hesitated, and he's like, "You're not complying." I'm like, "If I comply, you're gonna shoot me." So he called out to the other cops like, "Listen, my hands are here. Tell him not to shoot me." He's wow. Like, you, so the cops like, "Do you have a gun?" I'm like, "Yes, it's a legal gun." But my hands are right here. Yeah. And the legal gun is over there. Yeah. And they locked him up for like loitering or like not obeying a command or something I like that. But had he obeyed the command, the he cop would have shot him because the cop was looking for a reason to shoot him. Right. I mean, someone asked me a really, really interesting question the other day. They were really asking themselves out loud, but I was like, oh shit, that is a really good question. They asked, why are cops necessary on horseback? You ever seen the cops? Oh, on horseback? Yeah. And it's kind of, it's very overseer-like. Yeah. Mm. And so, um, you know, just describing this interaction in Arkansas, I'm like, that's very overseer. Not obeying a command is a vi- is that's one of their to lock me main up. Thing. And if you on. go like on the comments, people are like, well, if you just listen to the cops, then nothing would happen. No. I hate those but people. Listen, as a, listen, I can tell NYPD stopping for stories for years because I grew up every black man I know several can. mayors and right some, several I've seen know. times yes. <laughs> I, I've seen times where we'd be sitting there playing baseball not sitting there, we're playing baseball and a cop van will park on the corner and our ball will hit the, the van Doop. and the cop will come out hey what do you guys practicing for Little League come on get yeah. out of here and no bias like extra baseballs oh, and okay. shit like that but then you sit you, you watch them and they're literally just like grabbing guys off the street some guys are like, I didn't do anything. What are you doing? Yeah. Why are you arresting me? And they put guys in the back of this fucking van in the summertime. Fucking and they sit in the van all day. And as a kid, I'm like, yo, what's happening? Part of me is like, well, maybe it's the warrant squad looking for guys. Yeah. But I'm like, how the fuck they know who's who? Yeah. So you see guys sitting in this van all fucking day. And then by, by five o'clock, we're going to eat. And that van is finally going to fucking take mm-hmm. these guys. Mm-hmm. And then in another time... Walking to get some crown fried chicken, maybe like ten o'clock at night. Yeah, heard some shots. It was like, all right, regular shit. Regular shit. People get people get shot. Yeah. Cop car comes the wrong way. Boop, That's boop. also trauma, but continue. It is. <laughs> it <laughs> is normalized Freeze. trauma. It Don't is. fucking move. Word. So be like, okay, what happened? Mm-hmm. It's like, said so he frisked everybody. Um, you guys got ID. Where you guys coming from? Oh, we're coming from a house. None of your business. Fuck. Where do you live? So. Uh, I'm like, it's all my ID that's in your hand. Where you coming from? Bro, I just told you. Right. Like, I'm around the corner from where I fucking live. Right. And then one of my older friends that work in, in uh, law enforcement had the, the sense to be like, okay, what's the issue? Right. Oh, well, a block away, somebody just got killed. And he's not going to make it to the light of day. So, is that what, is what they said? And it's like, oh, well, no, we're just going to eat some chicken. And it's like, yeah, we can see you guys are or good and I pulled out my college ID and it was like oh yeah good school okay you guys you guys be safe out here yo mm-hmm. and in the news next day a block from where we were at somebody got killed you right. see that right yeah. um, but yeah, then but- an- another time mm-hmm. walking down that same block um, whoop whoop hey you guys come here and we, we all coming from playing pool fuck that keep walking one of my boys stopped and they they frisked him let him go I'm like yo I, I ain't I didn't do shit. I don't have shit. Right. Why are you touching me? Right. He's like, what are you hiding? Why are you so defensive? Because you're touching me mm-hmm. and I didn't do anything. Another time, I made eye contact, I made eye contact with the cops and he's like, what are you, nervous? What? 
You got an ankle holster? I'm like, get off what? my dick. I'm like, get off my dick. I'm going home. Oh, you're a tough guy? Spanish cop picks me up and jots me on the ground. Oh, my God. And, and they frisking me, hands hands on my balls and all that. Oh, my God. In front of all the tough guys on yeah. Franklin in the Park Place. Yeah, shaking you down. Because they can. I'm looking at these dudes like, yo, you guys are neighborhood toughs. Yeah. Perfect time to be tough. Somebody help me. Because y'all all know that <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm one of the good guys. Yeah. You know, it saved me somebody's mom's walking by. Wow. Like, leave my son alone. Yo, you oh, know what? Really? You know what the I mean? sisters in this mm, show. Right. Held was it on it. So The sisters Steph, in Steph, this show. I know I'm taking a long time. Pardon me. I'm trying to get to my point. Pardon me. <laughs> the point I make is that I've been through enough stop and frisk stories mm-hmm. and situations and heard and seen. Mm-hmm. I can go on and on about getting stopped about um, my, my interactions. This shit is mad traumatic because you can never... Like, you learn to distrust law enforcement. Yeah. Right. So, what makes it be reinforced is when people you meet have this wall up of this blue wall of bullshit and this, well, I got to make it home to my family and it's them or me. I'm like, if you want to go to war, enlist. Yes, right. period. Right. Period. In which case, you'd be fighting insurgents who are really civilians. With <laughs> Because the, the, the U.S. military does the same shit. We're always fighting some country, some... Some militant group that we are secretly funding. Um, but that's a story for another But episode. here's the thing, too. In all the people that I know that have been to war, shout out to all the veterans I know, yeah. there's actually rules of war. You can't just go shooting people. Exactly. So yeah. half the people, half the cops in the, in the states that be killing people, under the the rules of war, war right. would yeah. actually be put in jail or court-martialed. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, when it comes to, I, like, I completely agree that, like, in terms of your story, in terms of, you know, you showing your ID and them being like, oh, I'm still like, standing. I'm still here. Oh, it didn't break me. <laughs> I cannot pee out. Anyway, <laughs> like, the fact that you have to show your ID to show, oh, yes, I go to school, I'm educated. Yes. Like, to, to disti- it's kind of as if you're distinguishing yourself from the other people in your neighborhood when they deserve the same amount of respect yeah. and and a consideration yeah. just off rip just yeah. off of them being there and living and I feel like that's the trauma that black men have is mm-hmm. that you know you have to do all these things to show that you're worthy of respect. a certain level mm-hmm. of respect and it's unfair and it's it's something that they need to address you know like I feel like I was joking with my friend it's like if I meet a guy and they're in therapy I'm like oh my god yeah. that's so sexy yeah. like he trying Fellas, to get his, go get his feelings <laughs> go get yourself some therapy go get yes. some therapy and like I know a lot of guys that are like well I ain't nothing happened to me you know I'm like you don't understand how much you know has happened to you until you sit down and you talk to someone personally I go to therapy I have a therapist I haven't seen him in a in a minute I gotta go I gotta go I gotta go see my homie but like you know you don't understand what's happened to you until you talking through some stuff and you be like oh yep that's why you know, I you, react like that. I've like, had so many moments. Therapist is like, yes, yeah, this, and this is why this. I was like, get the fuck out. I've known me for 30-some <laughs> years, right. and I didn't notice this. It took you 45 minutes to get there. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Word. And the last thing I'll say, too, is, um, fellas, we have to do a better job of not normalizing bozo shit. Like, for instance, all my license ain't been good in mad long. Stop saying shit like that. Yeah. Go get your fucking life situated. <laughs> I take care of my kids. You're supposed to, mom. Like, yeah. you're supposed to do shit like that. Yeah. Or shit like, um, try to think of another good one I hear a lot. Um, now nah, I'm riding dirty. Why? No. Why like, you... listen, take, yeah. take the tents off your fucking windows. Yeah. Situate your license and 
get off them people papers yeah because jail is one place that's easy as hell to get into hard as hell to, to get, get yep. out mm-hmm. and the last interaction I even had with anything related to criminal justice I had to go to a courthouse to get like um, a letter of disposition saying that something was situated long story short I had like an Oba container ticket mm-hmm. years ago and mm-hmm. it was it was dealt with like small fine mm-hmm. I go to the court clerk and he's like okay so what do you need mind you I got a suit on, suit and booted. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I just need a letter of uh, disposition. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is pretty old. I'm like, yeah, I got done dirty. He's like, oh, that's what they all say. I lost my shit. <laughs> yeah. I lost it. Yeah. I said, I'm sure from your ivory perch of $30,000 a year, you get to pass judgment, but shut the fuck up and give me my paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, please. He's like, no, no, I'm just saying that you don't really have much here. I just see a lot more. I'm like, cool story. Give me my fucking paper. Word. But... There's people in positions, like, you could be a CEO. These people in certain positions are going to judge you based off of your interaction with them. So to the extent that you don't have to interact with them, don't. Mm-hmm. Don't put yourself in, in situations to have to even deal with certain situations. Yep. So don't catch open containers. Don't pee on the street. Don't do nothing that you know could subject you to somebody else's discretion. Because mm-hmm. all it takes is for that person to be having a bad day and that open container ticket could turn into an argument that gets you an obstruction charge or a disorderly charge, some other dumb shit like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I also think that, you know, because like situations escalate a lot more than they have to. Exactly. Because people just don't know how to control their emotions. Mm-hmm. And probably if they went to therapy, who <laughs> <laughs> would be able to handle a situation or at least calm themselves down, think rationally. Um, but sometimes people don't even know that that's an option. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like straight react, mm-hmm. you know, and they get themselves into situations that could really have been avoided if they had coping mechanisms mm-hmm. to really try and see, calm themselves down, mm-hmm. but also, you know, try and de-escalate right. a, a situation. Not, And I'm not saying that you should have to do that as a civilian, because you shouldn't. Yeah. But it just equips you a, a better for the world and navigating yeah. if you were able to, you know? What's annoying is that it's like, if, we, if we're going to label people civilians, right, what comes with being a civilian? You are not necessarily versed on how to do exit and stuff. But I feel like lately with, because these agencies that govern like I guess civility in our society are just being proven day after day to be less competent than we think they are now the onus we have to put so much more responsibility on us personally which is fine because you should be responsible for your life but it was like we there's so much extra responsibility because even if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing now you have to learn Mm-hmm. tactics to keep you safe because these niggas don't know what they're doing you know and it's just it's ridiculous and and in terms of like this you know even for those those boys that were arrested you know we're talking about young kids that their minds aren't even fully developed yet mm-hmm. coping skills what coping skills these kids their brain their, the way they think isn't even fully formulated their bodies aren't fully formulated and then when they become men you know after experiencing all this trauma in their youth we expect them to be full individuals it's the same thing for, for women because when girls when women get stopped these cops are fondling these women too mm-hmm. you know what I mean and you don't know what to do because it's a cop Unfortunately, someone might know what that is already, you know, you and and then these women grow up to become full people and they can't mm-hmm. communicate. They can't express. They can't emote. They're angry. Mm-hmm. And we're all like, you shouldn't be that way. Right. And it's like everybody is is just this is too much trauma for our community from jump. Mm-hmm. And no one gets a shot at being a real kid. You know what I mean? Like 
No one does. And I call myself hood adjacent, even though I was right there in the middle. But like, there's allegedly, no way. <laughs> there's no way to avoid it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I know what it's like for people to be shot, people to be stabbed, people to die. Like, I know it. I know it personally, and it's and it's fucked up. But if you're gonna watch the movie, the movie, the miniseries, um, I really do encourage everybody to because it's 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 great acting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That kid that played Corey Towns, yeah. he yeah. needs every Jamal, Oscar. Jamal Jerome or Jerome. Yeah, he was in yeah. Moonlight too. Yeah. yeah. Um, he deserved. He did so well. Nisi Nash did a great job being his mother. Yeah. Like it was, it was just such a well written, well played. That was a very good dynamic too. Yes. Um. Spoiler alert, but it's like um, Yusuf Salam was mm-hmm. skipped and his mom had the foresight to get there in yep. time to kind of stop him from yep. writing anything. Yep. Corey um, wasn't really as good in school and stuff like that. He, yeah. he was a little bit older. Yeah, he seemed and, like he was developmentally delayed. Yeah, just a little and bit. his mom didn't have a bread like that. Yeah. Now, Yusuf goes to um, Juvie, Juvie. Mm-hmm. and he gets right with the Muslims mm-hmm. so he's kind of protected and Kevin's kind of left out on his own which is one of the other kids yeah then um Corey's mom asks Yusuf's mom to have him write yeah because you know, Corey's not doing so Corey's hot. not doing so well she's like well no I, I can't worry about that throughout the entire thing Yusuf's mom's worried about Yusuf yeah and I think Corey's mom came to resent both of them because of that because yeah. Corey's mom's kind of like my son's only here because of your son. Yeah. And Yusuf's mom's like, sorry, yeah, but right. I don't remember mine. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's kind of like, I felt like Yusuf's mom was going through her own thing and like she lost her job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, I thought, about, I thought to myself, could Yusuf's mom have done more for Corey? And I don't know that she could have. But it's right. still unfortunate because, um, you know, to have a, a young man literally do 13 and a half years yes. in prison. And he was in some big boy prisons like he was in Attica, Attica like, Auburn. Oh my God. I, like, Sing I Sing literally too. watched the last episode with my in hands tears. over, over I my was eyes. was sobbing. Like, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I couldn't believe but it. But the, the irony in all that is that he wind up meeting Matias Reyes in, in yeah. I think it was either Auburn or Attica. Yeah, I think it was Attica. Okay. so And then they re- reconnected again in like and, and Auburn. Auburn. Yeah. And that's how he got out. But the thing too is that had the cops been diligent to begin with, they could have prevented two murders that yeah. happened later on yeah. that Reyes committed. Yeah. But, and just thinking about that and seeing how his mom struggled to visit him, I'm like, yo, Attica is like eight and a half hours from the city. That's just in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Auburn. Mm-hmm. Auburn's, and then when he got the transfer, thinking he was going to get the transfer mm-hmm. somewhere closer, he went to he Wendy. Went further. Oh my god, so Wendy's next to Buffalo. I was really that's crazy. Uh, and Auburn is actually not far from Rochester, so mm. Attica is probably like Southwest New York, and Wendy is like next to Buffalo, and Auburn is not too far from Rochester, but up there, I mean, Elmira. Um, that's all up there too. You got Shawanga, uh, Kaksaki, um, Greenhaven, Comstock, Clinton. Um, I know way too many prison Prisons. names. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they closed a lot of these places, you know, due to the decreasing jail population. But mm-hmm. they also closed a lot of ones that were in the city. So now they're trying to keep you up there longer because that's how people make money up mm-hmm. there. Like, there's no... There is no economy. There's no economy up, up there. Upstate New York. Except for they farming. Grow, no, they barely grow anything. They barely grow anything. It's farming, prison, and 
schools. And that's the problem with ca- uh, this capitalistic society because prison should not be about growing an economy. It couldn't be a function of the malfunction, sure, in a sense that like, but like you to to sustain it because of jobs solely is I think ridiculous. Let me tell you how crazy it is, right? Greenhaven is a prison in Dutchess County, right? If you call it DMV call centers, most of the time you you calling Greenhaven. Are you serious? Yeah, and. License plates are being made in, in Greenhaven. Uh, they do the clothing. Certain yeah. prisons do clothing. Uh, I can't. Certain prisons make clothing for the other ones, but like the DMV call center, their state jobs, they, you, should, you could probably get 40000 or 45000 a year for. They pay prisoners maybe 1000 a year to answer Slave phones. Slave labor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but yes, if you haven't watched it already, please do watch When They See Us on Netflix. And yeah, to lighten up after that, to lighten up after that, I'm being urged to move on. So <laughs> to lighten up after that, go on YouTube and Google NYPD scooter or NYPD bicycle. <laughs> you talk about the one in Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them. Uh, this uh, officer, I guess maybe they confiscated, they confiscated somebody's the scooter. And then, of course, he wanted to show off that he could ride it. Or maybe he was trying to take it back to the precinct. Who knows? But literally within 10 seconds of him getting on the scooter, it flips up and he busts his ass uh, <laughs> next to a car. It was, it's it was pretty funny. Hysterical. Good. Hysterical trash but i mean yeah go see that if you if you if you get a chance and i know that some people are probably looking for the political conversation for us this was it so when you are so when you are thinking about biden or whoever the hell just your think boy about Trumpito with yes ad that he's super took predator out. right you want to look somebody up look into their record what positions have they played in other other areas of like whether it be the criminal justice system you know politics look into them because you'd be surprised at some of the things these pl- people are complicit were complicit in right and that's not to say that somebody can't change their tune but um you want to have a good idea of the type of person that you're electing into office you might want to do a thorough check because right now linda whatever fairstein um you know they are ripping this girl to shreds and she still deserves more she's doubling down this mob mentality and no i don't give a fuck like her and and that trash prosecutor that's still at columbia there's a couple of petitions going around to like get get her um out of the she's still active in like the da's office or something like that Mm -hmm. they need to look into every single one of these cases because well they need they should reopen the cases but they don't usually i mean the, the the sometimes when you have like these rogue detectives and like basically all every da's office i think at this point now has a conviction review unit um, so they're charged with looking into cases with false evidence, such as forced confessions and things of that nature. And when detectives or police officers present with a certain record, then a lot of times they will begin to look into those cases. But it's few and far between, unfortunately. And the sad part is that nothing happens to the officers. Nothing happens to the prosecutors. They go on to have great careers, whether yeah. they leave the DA's office and go. I think the, another one of the DA, the DAs that I think that was like um, her second chair yeah. went on to, I think he Consult. lives in Ohio. Yeah. He's a consultant working, making buku dollars, I'm sure, after he's ruined the lives of people. And, and then I know we also wanted to talk about like, you know, the compensation that they got 
um, which they didn't really talk about, which I'm glad because yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, I don't think any amount of money can can really make up for all the years of abuse that they mm-hmm. had to go through and the fact that their lives could have been completely different had they not gone through any of this, you know? You could have had a, a professional musician. Right. You could have had a pro baseball player and yeah. you could have had an academic. Yep. Right. And, yep. um, you know, I think, I think, what needs to change is that the police department should be paying some of these mm-hmm. um, these payouts. Or cancel their insurance. They cancel their insurance. I mean, honestly, the the city spends upwards of you know hundreds of millions of dollars a year because of police misconduct cases, <clears throat> and um, it's rare. It's starting to become somewhat people are seeking um punitive damages from the officers but it's rare it's very rare that they ever get them and i think that when those things start to happen when you know that your house could be at stake or you you might lose money or your job you might think twice about harassing you know joe schmo on the corner you know or tyquel um, you know, you, I feel, I feel like that is necessary in order to kind of put an end to a lot of the police quote unquote brutality. Yeah. Woo. Oh man. Very good discussion as usual. It's what we do though. I yeah. Mean, sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah. Toot, 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 toot. That's us tooting our own horn. We're going <laughs> to now shift to uh, another good topic. You're welcome. <laughs> Steph's woke word. Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book. The woke word. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, today's word is stymie. Let a nigga stymie. Stymie. (laughs) (laughs) Stymie is described as uh, a verb, in its verb form, um, to hinder, block, or thwart. I I will use it in a sentence for you. Yes. <laughs> no one likes to go out with Jill because she notoriously stymies her friends when oh. they meet cute guys at oh. the bar. Jill is a cock blocker. Jill is a <laughs> cock blocker. This summer, as you approach, you know, your bay or whatever, your potential bay anywhere, if you've got that one raggedy friend that can't Ooh. seem... Why she, but why do you hang out with raggedy friends, Listen, though? I'm calling her raggedy because she don't catch cl- clues. Anybody who can't catch context clues is raggedy to me. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, but if you happen to have a friend who, you know, barring a clinical diagnosis of autism or something else, <laughs> um, who can't catch the clue that when you find someone that you're vibing with at the bar... They that should person, excuse themselves? They should excuse them because that person is guilty of stymieing. So, mm. next time you find, identify your stymie friends <laughs> and don't take them niggas out with you. <laughs> stymie. All right? You're think, welcome. I don't think I have any stymie friends. No, my goodness. friends are pretty decent. Yeah. yeah. But uh, if, if you got a bozo stymie friend, leave them at home. I don't have any stymiers. Um, but do we want to do new music now or do we want to do a... Uh, yes. Okay. Hey. okay. Yeah. Everybody got to get the snaps going. Uh. Z. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> okay she's been practicing that yeah that's it yeah, that's it go. um so it's what june 7th yeah. 
It's June. Yeah. It's summertime. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep this everything there. It's okay. Uh, um, and it's time for summer dating. Yeah. Mm. So, summer dating. The Stereo Bros are going to give you a <laughs> summer dating guide. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I don't have enough liquor. <laughs> you don't need any. But, uh, so. <laughs> Just to get started, I think the most important thing is because it is summer. First of all, New York summers are the best in the world from anywhere else because we have been struggling, struggling through spring (laughs) because it wasn't even really spring. It's been mad cold. And so we out. Everybody's trying to pop out. <laughs> That's what the young kids say now, guys. Yeah. They say pop out. Pop out. Um, <laughs> we no longer go out. And you, you pop we out. We pop out. So you need to pop out at the summer events for, I mean, you got to, first of all, you got to find your crew, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you got your uh, your black hipsters. You got, you know, your cool kids. Mm-hmm. Find your flavor. Yes. You know, find your vibe. Um, I am never opposed to like going on websites. I don't do clubs is a good one. Right. Um, I even go on like Eventbrite sometimes. Yeah. And just search events by the date, and you know you got to get through mad hood brunch parties and stuff. But <laughs> there are some hidden gems. <laughs> there is hidden brunch parties. I don't know. There are some hidden gems in there sometimes. Um, and then sometimes just go out. Like I've literally been on like Twitter and seen like a random flyer and do yeah. my little research like who is this person yeah um and i'm like oh they seem cool and i my people if i'm like yo let's roll they, they roll it. that's and, it and like so i've been to like a random barbecue before where i knew no one didn't know the host what? didn't know anything but it was open to the public and it was in the hood and i went not private it was like at a yeah. um it was at a it was at the combine <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kenneth Montgomery. There you go, but there you go. Shout, out to, <laughs> shout out to, to Kenny M and all that. Right, but it was a definitely like a good vibe. It was good people. And I recognized that within like the 10, first 10 minutes of being there. And I was like, okay, I'll stay. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is you should be open to trying new things because you definitely are not going to meet people by doing the same things, going to the same parties with the same group of people that you've been seeing over the years. You yeah. really should be venturing out of your comfort zone, right. trying to make new friends and and, and things of that nature. Yeah. So, also, I mean, I don't know if y'all like me, but, like, most of my friends are getting married and have babies, Boy. and so they're not really trying to roll with me. Right. So you have to find a single girlfriend to mm-hmm. go run with. Or just roll dolo. That's, that was that. I was gonna say that you could still roll dolo in the summer. It's jazzy don't roll nowhere by yourself, <laughs> but you should do that. <laughs> I'm just I was born an only child. I spent a lot of time alone. She's like, I'm not I to like this. to be with other people. Got That's it. just me. Got it. But you should try that because more people approach you when you're by yourself. Got it. But this is just a personal preference. Yes. But thank you <laughs> for that point. That is a really good point. Um and I think that even if you're going out and doing things, stay on the dating apps. Yeah. Because they fill in the gaps, still continue to meet people. I think things are like less pressure because you're just like, oh, you know, I was gonna go to this barbecue anyway. So if you wanna, you know, pull up, it's a public place yeah and we can meet there in a in a public space yeah. like there's not you know and and i have i you know i i endorse uh bumble because the women are able to reach out first and i feel because of that aspect there's a lot less fuckery going on <laughs> because women actually <laughs> give me that dick dog right <laughs> oh i can't take you you have to show us where the button to turn his mic off is. You have to. It's getting ridiculous now. 
Every episode we go through this. Where's the button? Just because the woman picks it doesn't mean they want a dick dog. They want to meet people. Um, Did you steal that from the restaurant? No, I bought it at my yoga studio. Sorry, Silly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo, I'm drinking water out of a glass. She got the carafe. restaurant. Carafe listen, in her bag, yo. She stole Jazzy, that. Listen, where is the goddamn button? Suede, <laughs> suede, mango seed. I think y'all missing one of y'all carrots, B. Do you not see the name on here? <laughs> All right, it's my old yoga studio, Sacred. Sacred restaurant, Sacred. Uh, oh, Sacred. It's a yoga spot. I can't with him. I'm sorry, Jazzy. That was mad rude to me. That was mad rude to me. Pardon me. Um, Pardon but me. yes, what I would say was a Bumble is a good one because the women make decisions and they actually read through profiles because I know y'all dudes do not even, y'all just swipe because y'all see a cute oh, girl cute. and then just keep going. But women actually look, what are you looking for? Right. What do you What do you want, you know, right. on, from the app? So I think those are better connections than your regular old Tinders or mm-hmm. uh, whatever you call it. And I know a coworker that met his wife on there. So mm-hmm. like that made me more encouraged. So keep, keep on your dating apps yeah. as you're still like, going out into the world to the different barbecues, events, and mm-hmm. stuff. Don't get clingy. Mm. It's the beginning of the summer. Yes, you may think you have met the love of your life. Right. But there's still more time yeah. to be out here. Lots of sun, too. So continue to date. Mm-hmm. Don't get, you know, too clingy. Like, just just let things flow naturally. Mm-hmm. You know, if you vibe with someone and you really click then by all means go with that but then don't be upset if people like aren't as available as you would want them to be right because i just think people are happy to be out and they want to go enjoy their friends enjoy their summer enjoy their time so i think you should be like able to give people that leeway Mm -hmm. if you can um and lastly look your best like this is summertime is it's drip time yo like drip 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 Drip, like you should be going out you know so what you walk into the store you don't know who you might see hello you you should be looking fly money (laughs) money listen you it's a great segue because i was thinking to myself what i would add to that list if you are single and you're looking to like attract the right person i thought it was i was gonna sound foolish when i said it yo drink water Mm, no, yo, no. drink water, yo. Like I'm dead serious. Like get that like, skin, get that fresh, skin glowing. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Get that. You know, like get your mind less foggy, so you know what the fuck to say when somebody actually mm-hmm. walks up to your narrow ass. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So like, drink water. You know, it it's the free gift. You know oh, that keeps giving. Speaking of cleansing, you might want to cleanse yourself of all the fuck boys you've been Hello, in sage it down. with. Sage it down during the fall and the winter. <laughs> Get that energy out of here. Get that energy out of here. Listen, it's, it's, it's a stallion summer. Hello, 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 hello. All the builder girls swear by stallion. She, listen, I, I don't, I don't we mind like her. her. I don't like her. Listen. But like, drink water, drink water. I do, I do support doing some solo things. I know summer is like very crew heavy activity, but you'd find some gems. Like mm-hmm. some people like doing solo things in the summer too. And if you're doing solo things that you enjoy, you vibrate just a little bit. You look a little mm-hmm. bit more attractive because you are enjoying your own time, your own space, your own company. And that sometimes allows people to like feel more comfortable approaching you. If you did find somebody, a little ting ting or whatever at the top of the summer, like you said, I would echo it. Do not get do not get clingy. Mm-hmm. There's there are billions of people on the planet. Even for you, you shouldn't get clingy because something flyer might be after this person. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So like you're bugging by like locking yourself right. in with just this one individual. Like such a builder girl. Shut oh. up. Shut up. Builder girl Bible. This is you know what? Builder girl Bible. This is the summer dating guide. It's the builder girl Bible right here, yo. <laughs> 
you, <laughs> don't, you don't agree with our tips, PL? I, I had I was with you until this better thing mess what? that she's Drinking talking about. Drinking water and no, solo no, no. dates? Keep your options open. Guys, keep, keep their options open. So I gotta sit at home and wait while you take five chicks out. Hello. Listen, like Nola in that excellent season, this excellent <laughs> season, she was chasing dude, but she realized he went to play some shit, so she let him fall back. <laughs> Literally. Literally, he went to play some shit. <laughs> he was just fucking with that shit. He was gonna get, get right, right back. Right. You know what I mean, so all of this build a girl, do you shit? No. Could you explain to people what build a girl is, please? Of course I can. <laughs> you asked. A builder girl is the same thing as a builder boy. A woman that is very far from where she should be, but expects the world, says things like, meet me at my bar. Um, what? Says things like, I never pay for anything on dates, and has a very overconfident <laughs> persona. I'm growing up <laughs> I'm a whole ass builder girl. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. I'm not saying... That women need to pay for anything because on dates in my former life, right. I didn't mind paying. Right. What I'm saying is that if you can't afford things on your own, don't try to let some guy level you up. For instance, mm-hmm. if you can only afford Corner Store Heroes, I had one this morning. It was delicious. Delicious. Son of a take you to Nobu. <laughs> or if it's your first time at Nobu, don't go straight for the $85 platter. Like, like get you a salad if that's all you can afford in your own life. Mm-hmm. I feel like Builder Girls use... Okay, we, we 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 could push all that back. The number one way you can tell that you're a builder girl <laughs> is if you use guys for food. Okay, yep. If brunch you say, scammers, we are talking brunch to you. scammers. If you go through your phone like, I'm hungry. I'll call this one, or I'll let him take me out. Or you use girl. guys for sexual favors, like 68s, which is a 69, but you don't return the favor. <laughs> wow, you're a builder girl. Oh my god! Drop the mic, man. <laughs> Oh and God. you build the girls are ruining it for the good oh girls out there. Because it's He's for every 68. for every two good girls, it's 35 builder girls. That's crazy. Listen, First I know. First of all, those are only the numbers in Brownsville. Those are not the numbers <laughs> now anywhere. You, right. There you go. There you go. There you go. I don't like that you're you're stopping people for being uh ambitious. Scammers. Like of course, just because I eat corner store heroes don't mean that somebody try to give me Nobu, I don't I shouldn't I'm, want no, to. No, no, I'm saying <laughs> if you can't afford Nobu on your own. Like, so if it's the first date and you can only but if afford... if he can afford Nobu, right. then take me to Nobu. Okay, right. no, that's fine. If he wants to take you there. But what I'm saying is that if you can't afford it, don't suggest it. Because I've seen women say things like, here's full context. Okay. Right? I don't eat chain restaurants or I don't eat at certain places. You said before that your mom gave you great advice. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. No dates at no chain restaurants. From the time I was like 14, it was like... Because the oil or something like that. Yeah, she was like, you can't get dressed and put on perfume and all this nice stuff but you can afford take to, you around But Greece. you can afford to take yourself out. I could. I'm talking about a woman with three kids by <laughs> two guys that's like, <laughs> I only eat... that on, on a day-to-day, I only eat at Applebee's but want men to take her to Mango Seed or... or uh, BK9 or right. something like that or, or Pecan or something right. or Nobu or something that, like that what I don't understand is why she can't I, why, why, I don't understand why Why can't she request that <laughs> because she's not living within her means <laughs> what, what? <laughs> what you it's mean? not her means it's his means and he can she's trying I to, don't understand she's a builder girl I'm in she's a like builder girl stepchild like mommy and daddy are fighting she's, she's a builder girl <laughs> Listen, you're better than this. You're not a builder girl, okay? Don't defend them. Don't, don't defend them. I don't 
understand what's wrong with being aspirational. Like mm. aspirational in what aspect? She's trying to build her way to something better in her life at the expense of this poor soul's wallet. But I mean, I'm sure he's getting something from it too. He's out with a very. I'm assuming if he's taking her to Nobu, she he thinks that she's worth his Nobu money. That's until a fact. she gets that call. Oh wait, I got to pick up my son. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I'm just waiting on innocent Sam to show us where the buttons at. You see, you're waiting. <laughs> Fellas, watch Whoa. out for Builder Girls, man. I gave you as much as I can. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to try to put more on my IG page, but if I say any more, I may not make it out of the studio, yes. B. But watch out for Builder Girls, man. Listen. I'm about to change my, if she my link you, logo if she on link you, If she link you more than once and send you home immediately after, bro, like she's trying to use you. You know what I'm saying? I do not I do Or not you pull up and it's her and three friends, bro, bounce. Okay. Well, that's you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, what? listen... I think that's a lot. She yeah. expects you to pay for her and all her friends. Oh no, that's that's trash. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That is build a build a girl stuff. Um, but you know, but I've been I've been out with my homegirls and invited dudes out, not expecting them to pay, but just to come. No, that's just yeah. different. Yeah, that's, I, I think that's different. I think if, if if you're expecting him to kind of pick up the bill for everybody, that's some tri- that's pretty trifling. And another telltale sign too, which is like go on her IG, bro. If she got thirty pictures and. 37 of them are, are her with a dirty mirror on her drawers. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what it is, bro. I'm not saying not the data. I'm just saying. Protect your heart and your wallet, King. Well, there you have it. The Stereo Bros Summer Dating Guide. <laughs> and shout out to all the girls out there in their drawers on the gram. Listen, nothing, nothing against y'all. Nothing against y'all, I promise. Not nothing against y'all. Wait till Instagram get rid of the likes. There ain't gonna be no panties <laughs> no on the panties. gram. The gram gonna be mad stale. You gonna have to pay to get the DM, right? I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> already they got chicks out here with premium snaps. Premium snaps? Yeah, you, you can pay to see them in like are they you nipple s- and all that. Are yeah. you serious? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm not wow. making this shit up. So. Wow. Wow. But on a, you know, on a brighter note, we can go to new music. New music um, time. That was that was good. That was a really good. It was a good summer dating guy. Jazzy had like out of the the points she had, I'm gonna say 98 percent of them were fire. <laughs> her chef suit had about 15 percent good. The rest was just like build a girl Bible stuff. But build girl Bible. my my that's about to be my new logo. It's a big ass teddy bear. And it's gonna <laughs> build a girl. Build a girl. Um, my music selection, you know, in keeping with my love for all things R and B. Is by a young man named Tony Collins mm-hmm. from New York City. Lit. This is called I See You off his new project, TCNYC. Here's that. Bent the corner swerving, whipping the coop. That's a foreign mushroom missing a roof. When I see you, I ain't know what to do. Been a minute since I ran into you. Chopped it up, what you getting into? Working later, I can find a resource. Rendezvous, maybe I should come through. Told her I'll be there, I see you around too. Now we post it up, we in the back. High roll, it's just me and her. Throwing ones, girl, you know I we Lot of women I can pick and I Only one I'm trying to fuck with is you Only one I ain't had luck with is you Way back then you had a man Leveled up, then got rid of the dude Okay, I see you I see you, baby You drive them crazy Make your money, girl, I see you Alright, there is a new there is also another movie on Netflix that um was filmed in Flatbush, uh, which captures this huge 
uh, oh, Caribbean yes. Brooklynite experience, which I think is really awesome. It's called um, See You Yesterday. And while watching that, I discovered a new one of a really a new song that I really really like off of the soundtrack. Um, it's called Hey Hey Up There by Buddy and Ty Dolla Sign, and um, I think it's a really nice like it's riding music, mm. and I think mm. it's really fly. So you guys, you check that out. Hey up there, I'm on my way up. Tell the radio to play us. Blame it on a place I grew up. Hit that landmine, then I blew up. I've been on my job too long. Damn right, I know what I do wrong. Ain't no way that I'm gonna change up. Now everybody better pay up. Elevator on my way up. That was a dope movie. Yeah. Shout out to all the kids in Brooklyn going to specialized high schools. So yeah. Yeah. Their, I'll check it out this weekend. That was really cute. Lit. Um, my uh, selection this week is from Asensea. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's blessed by uh, her and Tyga. And at first, I, I thought it was like a little commercial when mm-hmm. I first listened to it, but it still has her essence yeah. in there. Thank God for life. Look in the mirror, say bitch, I'm the best, 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 best. Way too blast, 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 blast. Bitch, I'm the best, 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 best. Way too blast, 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 blast. No matter why I try, 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 you can never be me. Make me take this blood clot worldwide wide Never had to pretend ten ten I'm a five times two that's a ten 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 Never ever beg friend 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 If they're not with me me no worry about them Whoa. So those are new music selections As we mentioned earlier Link us in our link tree We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Website still out there Keep sending us those DMs Keep sending us those emails with your requests. We'll keep incorporating them. Shout mm-hmm. out to all of our faithful listeners, subscribers. Share this at your local kickback, at your barbecue, your bar mitzvah, your bat mitzvah, your uh, morning debriefing. Shout mm-hmm. out to NYPD. Um, <laughs> my words for this week are, fellas, we can't use baby powder anymore because they've deemed it to be a carcinogen. <laughs> but during this sweaty summer, you owe it to yourself and those that care about you to take at least two showers a day. <laughs> Thank you very much. That sounded advice. <laughs> um, but uh, I, it is Father's Day soon um, in this month of no June. No trash gifts. No no trash gifts. I saw the rant. That was a very good rant. Thank you. Um, uh, in light of that, so uh, the Melon Project, we typically throw a monthly pregnancy loss dinner for women. This month, we're having a roundtable for dads that have lost. Awesome. Um, and so we were talking about men's mental health a little earlier. Uh, so this is an opportunity. If you're interested, just head over to the page and you'll, you'll get some more details there. But um, it's not around Father's Day weekend immediately because I just think that's a little too heavy. But it is at the end of the month. If you want more information, just go to The Melanin Project on Instagram. Send us an email. We'll send you that. Because like, like the women's group, we, don't, we won't show the address. 
Um, and it's not just men who've lost children through abortion, miscarriage, or stillbirth, but just men who've lost kids to gun violence, men who've lost kids to divorce, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. men who just just lost, period, because we don't, we realize that there's an, there aren't any platforms really for a man to talk about losing a child. So um, if you're interested in that, just hit us up. And then my word for the week is to drink alkaline water. I'm dead serious. Is it, is it helpful? It is It is the bee's knees. So like <laughs> alkaline water, if you drink eight glasses of water, regular water, like mm-hmm. you need about eight glasses. If you drink alkaline water all day, you only need around five or six. Oh, I'm with that. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and it's because it just, it just feeds your cells so mm-hmm. much better. So I I want you all to be at your glistening, yes. beautiful selves this summer. So drink some yes. alkaline water. Yes. And keeping with physical health. I don't know. I, I feel like I need to get myself together. I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to take walks in the morning. Mm-hmm. Trying to walk as much as possible. It's warm out. If you could walk home, walk, walk home. Facts. Don't take the train. Um, and yeah, health is wealth. So mm. Shout out to Health is Wealth, the brand. Check them out on IG if you oh, haven't already. Yeah, some young alpha guys out of Buffalo running that. Shout out to Berlin oh, and okay. Andel. Keep nice. doing your thing. Yeah. That's lit. Episode 32, over and out. No matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby.